right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of my podcast. I'm here with my cousin, Michael, and we are just going uh, to carry on our conversation that we were having offline. So, like I was saying... How's it going, (laughs) y'all? Like I was saying, um, actually, what uh, shocked me mostly about this whole situation was uh, my, um, my quest for acceptance. So... I didn't notice that I was actually a lot of the things that I was doing, I was actually doing it because not for me, but because I felt like people actually, I guess, like me more. So like when I was doing all the stuff I was doing, I didn't notice that um, basically I was kind of a yes man. I was saying things basically for my friends that I guess they wanted to hear when that's kind of not what I wanted to do. And it got to the point where I was actually on a game. And I realized I didn't even want to play the game I was playing. I was just playing because my friends didn't. My friends was playing, and I didn't want to get off. So then, once I got into spirituality, and I had to, I had to see that for myself. I had to see like, and I was already, and it sucked because I was always, always like in my own head, bro. And I didn't know how to adapt with that because I thought everybody was looking at me like how I was looking at my. And, like, when you look at yourself as a yes man, you kind of look corny as fuck. So I had to, like, not be like that. I had to I had to start doing the shit I wanted to do. And that it required me to tell other people no and me to tell myself no to a lot of things that I was doing. Because when you be a yes man and you're doing things for other people's acceptance, you create habits of doing that. Most definitely. I feel like that's a uh, sort of destructive in a way because you're ignoring uh, your own self. And it's like maybe it's um, become the, uh, a point to where it's like no ignoring yourself has become like second nature because you're so used to doing it because we don't necessarily live in a perfect climate where they sort of encourage you to know, you know, uh, do what what calls to you. And I mean, yeah, uh, like there are a lot of things that say, like, you know, be yourself and stuff like that. But that's not necessarily promoted in a way to where it's like, that's what works for a lot of people, uh, what I'm trying to say. You can't tell somebody to be uh, their self when you're showing them what they should be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, be yourself if you're this, 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 and this, you know? <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because, like, growing up, as you can see, we, the way we grew up, we didn't, we considered ourselves, we didn't really fit in. Because and it's funny because it it teaches like it tries to teach you that being yourself isn't what you should be because you should be what everybody else is being. And at the and it sucks because at the end of the day, it's brainwashing you to just be a robot. Yes, because that's not what you want. Like, it's just being like everybody else. At the end of the day, what makes you you is the fact that you are weird. Exactly. Your individuality. Yeah. So, I mean, this this spiritual journey has taught me a lot. So. Even just like working out, bro. Like, I you can apply so much things that you learn in life to what you can learn in life. Like, I work out and I put myself through physical pain, but you push yourself through physical pain, which shows you that what what you think in your head isn't actually what's going on in reality. Like, I actually, if you continue, like, no no stuff. I actually, I stop counting reps now because I feel like as long as I can continue breathing, I can do this until I don't want to do it no more. Impressive. Most so definitely. I don't, I don't know what you learned in the Navy, but that's that's where I'm at. I mean, this is me out of the military at this point. Because when I was in the military, I just 
push myself because I was just competitive. <laughs> so currently, I feel like what the Navy is mostly teaching me is that um, everyone is really on their own journey. And it's like you can it's like there are things that I can see that I can perceive because it's so as though I've never experienced their own personal journey. I do feel as though they're going through things in which that I can relate to, that I can understand, that I can empathize with. Like I've been there in certain types of situations. And as though, even as though I feel like I can help them and I feel like I am called to help them and I really, really want to, it's like, it would necessarily, it would it interrupt the flow that they're on and mess up their entire journey. And it's not even as though they would even be able to relate to where I'm coming from. So that's just kind of like something that I have to deal with. And it's so, as though when they do come to me, it's like, yes, I can, I can help steer them, guide them in the right direction. But for the most part, it's like, that's their own thing that they have to figure out in their own time and I can't rush that for them because I want them to be to a certain place. I can't just be like, yo, like, oh, this will definitely help you do like, do it, do it. Like, like I can't force feed them. Like I'm not their parent. Okay, I got a question for you. How does your spiritual journey translate into the open world? Because the thing that I've understood that uh, actually has been something hard for me to understand the most is understanding the illusion that we perceive as life. The uh, the whole structure all the way down to jobs, how how this works is is just wrong. It's well, yeah. it's not it's not that it's wrong. It's just that it's somebody's creation that everybody's just abiding by as if it is a said system. Yeah. And when you understand that, that means I mean, like if we break this down, right, if we actually had uh, situations where it wasn't for people to but people to actually grow as like a, a whole, mm-hmm. then we would be so advanced. However, yeah we base profit on money so we create situations where people can only profit from money so then as you yeah. can see we have a, a system and now yeah. we think that people with more money is better than people with no money when everybody's the same at the end of the day when you die yeah. you won't remember so and so because for, for me it I used to get upset when I saw people with more than I had mm-hmm. and I it it was a struggle for me because you, when you want that, you just you naturally get upset. I don't know why. Yeah. It's you actually hating. That's basically what, what it is, right? So yeah, you and you you got to understand. And well, basically, what the thing that helped me understand is saying that okay, that's that's person life. Yeah, and that person isn't trying to go the same way I'm about to go in my life, and we're not going to end up at the same place because we didn't start up at the same place. Yeah. And that helps me to not actually, when I see uh, people that's doing stuff like I'm doing different from what I'm doing, that's all it is. It's not that they're doing more. It's just they, that they're doing different. Yes. So how does that translate to you? Do you get upset when you see people, I guess, like, uh, what we would say benefit or is, uh, profiting more than you? Uh, doing so- more? So personally, not exactly. And, and when you do say, when you add doing more, uh, all right, so a little bit. Uh, because one of the main things that I struggle with is feeling productive, feeling like I'm advancing myself and my goals. Like, so I do try to maintain specific goals for myself. And like, I have a vision board, stuff like that, just like, so I, I know the direction that I'm heading and how my spiritual journey mostly translates for me in the open world is that I feel as though I'm meant to be someone who, who sort of advocates change in a way that, that helps push the collective forward because like I do feel as though like uh, a lot of my my ancestors and then the people uh the people like me uh of my you know our people black people they they have been disenfranchised and and it's not necessarily that they don't 
that they don't want to be better or learn. It's just that they have simply been unable to acquire yeah, what they need to, to learn, what they need to know and stuff like that. And so personally, what I feel as though is that I have to elevate myself to a certain place where I can uh, help pull other people up in the sense to where it's like, to help them uh, get the tools that they need to go to start their own journey. Because the thing is, is that before, before blacks became the enslaved on this, on this continent, they were doctors, they were priests, they were, they were healers, they were, they were um, lawyers, all of these things. And then they, their identities were taken from them. Their language was stripped from them. Their religion was stripped from them. And their families were sent apart, auctioned off, and things like that. And that kind of damage has definitely seeped into our community for generations and generations. And I feel as though it's my purpose to to like that because I can see this to to put myself in a position to where I mean I definitely can't fix it all, but to definitely help and guide everyone to give them the tools to maybe do the work a little bit more and more because it's like just like seeing a giant mess and being like, oh, I'm not even gonna start and just walking away from it. That helps no one. It's I have to I have to do what I can to where other people can actually also help to to undo this mess because it's not something I can do alone. It requires the work of a of of a collective, you know. Um, and so that's that's what how my spirituality translates to me. So I can be a little radical sometimes, maybe a little <laughs> militant, but I try not to. I try like I'm definitely like very like chilled out, and I don't like in the way like status and wealth affect other people like that doesn't necessarily appeal to me in that way but i do feel like that to to gain these kinds of goals it does require money like because that's we live in a capitalistic society mm-hmm. and as long as capital if capitalism is is dominant you know we're gonna we gotta get you gotta get along to get along you gotta get some money like you can't be homeless you can't do anything for anybody if you're homeless and so like i definitely have to work and i'm definitely gonna have to like you know um, find a way that this can translate to me in like and making money in a monetary sense, but I do want to be able to help other people and like I've done the self educating and like stuff like that and the readings and to learn these things that aren't necessarily pleasant, but it's like I have to know these things. Um, like like the people who come before me who tried to do like like Huey P Newton and like Asada Shakur and uh fred hampton like these people like they are they've done monumental work for the black community in ways that were intentionally swept under the rug in history uh and it's it's very important that like you know black people know that like like that we don't come from docile people we don't come from people who put our head who put their heads down when things get tough who just go along to get along and who live in someone else's system that we like know like we come from very strong proud powerful people who like i honestly the black man is the original man like pangea like you know what i'm saying like africa is the birthplace of life and the black woman has the mitochondrial dna of every other type of woman and like no other no other no other race can say that and and it's not to say that we're like superior or anything but it's just like our black people have been stripped of their identity and i feel like it is my purpose to help restore it in in a in some form or fashion Wow. So just a general question. Is this something that you feel like you've learned during your spiritual journey or you feel like this was something that you knew since you were young? So not necessarily. It is not something that I uh, knew uh, when I was young. It definitely came to me in increments throughout my spiritual journey, like doing like uh, certain readings, praying, meditating. And that was when like, you know, it's just certain things like would dawn on me and um, 
it will also will come to me in ways where I couldn't ignore it. And like we were speaking earlier before we started the recording, like with synchronicities and stuff like that. And it's just like a part of your spiritual journey is being able to acknowledge these synchronicities and how they line up and the message that it's telling you, because it's it's coming from a um, a frequency that may be higher than what you are on. And so you exactly. Yeah. Once you like align your vibrations and you can sort that's when these synchronicities start to appear more and more. And it's not that they're like starting to happen to you. It's that you're starting to acknowledge them. Bro, I'd be thinking, I'd be lying, dog. Like, I'd be like, damn, I, I'm, damn, I don't know what it's saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you're saying something, but you saying the wrong thing to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because it's not all the time is it what you want to hear. Because <laughs> I swear, I've had situations where it's like, like I've, like, I've had these friends or I've been doing this job. And it's like, it wasn't necessarily a job that I generally enjoy, but it was giving me enough money to get by and like more than enough to where I could save and meet these goals. Or I was hanging out with these people who I generally enjoy. Like I was like, yeah, we have fun. Like it's lit. You know, we're always, we're doing, we're doing this great stuff, but it's just like these certain messages will come to me where it's like, this ain't it. Like this, like, I know you want to rest here. And, and I know this is like, this is delightful to have because it feels like something you've never had before, but this ain't it. Like this is, this is smoke and mirror. And, and I'll, I'll try to ignore it. And I'll just like, yeah, what's going on with your connection? Keep doing it. And the thing is, is you kind of, you kind of, uh, you connect kind of staticky. I'm a, yeah, okay. Uh, is it, is it better now? Okay. So, um, yeah, no, I would, um, it, the thing was that these these messages were telling me something that is not necessarily something that could be ignored. And so eventually it came to a point to where it's like the writing's on the wall now. Like we, we whispered it to you before, but now we're screaming it at you. And it's just like, you can't ignore it anymore. It just comes to a point to where you just can't ignore it. Even if it's something you don't want to hear, you know, you got, you got to listen. And you know, one thing that one actually has been things. working out for me is uh, paying attention. Um, or I guess being aware, right? So for me, like synchronicities happen and I don't know what it means, but at the same time, I have dreams where I feel like something's happening more in my dreams than I'm actually, than you can, you actually know. So I come up with like a lot of theories, right? That uh, something's explained, like you're, you're being uh, taught something in your dreams. Like you dream so many times, so so many different things a, lot, a night, right? And you don't remember all of them. You don't remember all of them yes. consciously. But yeah. you don't know what's actually happening. And uh, science can't still actually explain to you what you're actually seeing when you're dreaming. And yeah. I feel like my dreams teach me things at a different night, like different times of the night, because you just wake up the next morning knowing more than you did the, the, the next day. Like it was like it was just, it, something just happened when you were sleeping. Feel like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so personally, that's never been one of my gifts. Um uh, my dreams are always like super abstract and I can make like no sense of them uh, at all. And generally when I can make sense of my dreams, it's um, it's always something uh, along the lines of my real life anxieties or wish fulfillment is like, is being pushed through to my subconscious. Maybe it's something that I'm not necessarily acknowledging or stuff like that, but it kind of surfaces in my dream in a way to where it's like, this is what's going on. It's like, it's, yeah. So it just, it just kind of feels like my, my brain's like screaming at me, like, Hey, this is what's happening. And not necessarily like, I'm sort of like getting any sort of like downloads or like, you know, no, so tapping check this into out. some higher vibration. Check this like, out. 
others may. What I've noticed more or less yeah. on my journey is, like you were saying about the vibrations, I've noticed that a lot of things about my spiritual journey is not conscious whatsoever. It's more, it's, it's, it's more of a feeling. Mm-hmm. You, you, you literally, if you pay attention, you can feel it in your, in your dreams, the way yeah. like, so I can lucid dream, but lucid dreaming has a, a lot less to do with your conscious and more or less to do with feelings. Because when you, the more you are conscious in your dream, you're waking up. So, so uh, it has a, more yeah. or less a lot to do with how you feel. Cause in my dreams, uh, I had a problem mm-hmm. with, I'd be, I know I'm able to dream and I know I'm in the dream, but when I want to fly, I can't control, I can't make myself fly because I wanted to actually mentally do it. Yeah. And it's a more of like a feeling because in your dream, yeah. you actually creating and do and dreaming at the same time you're seeing and creating. And you got to understand that. And that's why you don't really know when you're dreaming most of the time, because you, what you're seeing, you're actually creating it at the same time. <laughs> So yeah, for me, the, what I mean by you can handle the pro- the problem, what I had started doing and uh is when you dreaming, start writing down what you remember. And that's how you start to log it down. Mm-hmm. Because if you mm-hmm. if you start like if you let yourself dream and don't worry about it and let yourself dream again, you will realize a pattern's happening. You're just not paying attention to it. Something is happening. <laughs> But you yeah. just gotta able you just gotta be able to be aware of what's going on. So pay attention, and you might find out what's what's going on. But I'm telling you, it's it's something's happening, bro. And I definitely you're like you're so right. Um, I there's so, been so many times where I've been telling myself I'm gonna get like I'm gonna I'm gonna get a dream journal, and like I bought this book on like dream interpretations. I don't have it anymore because I moved, and like I lost myself. But I've been telling myself that I was going to do it and I just haven't really, honestly, I haven't been doing, I haven't been living up to my side of the bargain. So like you're, I'm, I 1000% uh, believe you're right because I've heard that from multiple sources. It's just something that I got. And this, it's crazy it. because we talking about this now, but I feel like I had this calling since I was younger. I felt like I always wanted to talk to people, but I was antisocial. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that the conundrum there? Like, how, how does yeah. an antisocial person yeah. instinctively want to talk to people? But it's not just, the thing is, I'm antisocial, I suppose, or I'm an introvert, so I don't really want to talk about anything. But I want to talk about something. And the things I mm-hmm. want to talk about, I want to talk about them passionately. And I've, I've always felt like I had something yes. to say. I just never knew what it was until now. And if you think back, you would never uh, really see us having conversations. I mean, you could see us having conversations like this, but you wouldn't ever actually imagine us participating in what we're doing now. Yeah, like like going to where we've been, like how we are now. Yeah, yeah, no, 1,000%. Um, and it's crazy, though, because, like, do you know about Myers-Briggs no, tests or anything like that? Okay, so it's like these tests that kind of, uh, like these scientists kind of, whatever, whatever. It's basically just more like a scientific version of a Zodiac, essentially. And they, it's like a personality test where you answer these questions on like what you're more likely to do. And they they uh, give you these four letters that sort of factor your personality. And the first one being introversion or extroversion. And so when I first took it, I, I uh, was an introvert. It, it said I was an introvert, which I most definitely was or whatever. And it was just like after so much time had been passed, all the things that I had learned. And it was definitely recently, like after it had been on like this spiritual journey for such a long time. And I retook the test. I it turned to E, like an extrovert, and that was when it kind of dawned on me that like it wasn't more. It was more so I was an introvert for more uh, uh, insecure reasons or like 
things like I wasn't sure that people would get what I was saying or like maybe Have I was going with their heads, like maybe I was too weird. <laughs> yeah, I did watch my video, latest actually. video explains this yeah. problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was stuff like that. And then it's like now I realize that I've always sort of been extroverted by nature because it's like um, I when I was a kid, I was always like very sensitive. And I always thought that that sensitivity was bad for reasons like I was like, oh, like I'm too emotional. Like this is like this is bad. Like I hate this. Like I hate this about myself. And it wasn't until um, I guess like not well, pretty fairly recently that I realized that this is actually like a strength because it helps me to to connect with people in a way to where it's like uh I'm able to connect my emotions with their wavelength into where it's like I can I can bond with them much easier than someone who is like more so super rooted in themselves, so rooted in themselves to where they kind of are oblivious to other people's emotions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And and like I didn't realize that that was a strength that I could tap into. And I was like, wow, it's like I've been I've been I've always had this in me. I just didn't know that this was how it was going to so express me, itself. So for me, you know, I watch a lot of, like, so I, I don't know if you ever heard of this dude named uh, Sadhguru. I actually followed him, and I did his seven-day in engineering course. And dude's pretty good. He, he, he breaks down this, he breaks down life pretty simple for you. So yeah, one, things I, uh, one of the things I have to understand is the, the uh, thing that we call our ego really don't exist because it... Yeah, the ego was so. Yeah. To understand that, I had to understand that I'm not an introvert. I'm making myself an introvert. <laughs> like, I don't. It's not that I don't like this food. I'm telling myself I don't like this most, food. Most definitely. And that's basically that's the that's the most simplest breakdown of the illusion of life, yeah. right there. Because we we say these things like we we are we are us yeah. and some other person, but if we understand that's literally it is only you. Then you can't tell yourself what you can't do unless like who who's you? Who's holding you? Like who is this other person? So like for me, I have to understand, okay. Yeah. That's that's uh that's what I mean. Like that's one of the things that working out helped me. It's because I would always say when I'm tired. How do who mm-hmm. like or uh, basically something was telling me I was tired, but then you gotta mm-hmm. confront something. What's something? What's telling you you tired? If you understand that there's only you, then you gonna say then you can easily say, I'm not tired and continue going. And that, and that's kind of, that's clearly how it works. So now, like, yeah, I've, very true. I um, went say twenty five years without um eating vegetables until I got uh, certified as a personal trainer. And I was like, man, I need vegetables. So wow. I just started eating vegetables. <laughs> I started eating vegetables. Like, notice that I said I because I'm the one who told myself I didn't yeah. like them in the first place. But at the end of the day, I'm under like what I what what I found weird to me mm-hmm. all all the time growing up was person um perspectives because i was so uh introverted and antisocial and mm-hmm. i just paid attention to people so much that i was able to manipulate situations that's so crazy and so bad and it's so wrong <laughs> but mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah the uh, thing the thing that happens. i had to understand was how many how people look at things from different ways and when you uh Oh snap ouch. But yeah, so mm-hmm. when you understand like in the spiritual journey, the ego and how you look at things from different ways, you understand this, the same things you don't like, people do like. But it still tastes the same. Like beer. To me, all beer tastes the same. But mm-hmm. my dad will tell you that it does not. <laughs> and no, no way. one will tell me beer doesn't taste the same. Because your dad's right. <laughs> but you have a different experience with beer, and that's what makes it so fascinating, right? Like that's what people don't understand. Like 
the fact that you like that yeah. tells me that, wow, so people yeah. can like this and it doesn't change. So I'm like, man, if I'm telling myself I don't like this, that's because I'm willing or well, I'm willingly saying I don't like this or I'm unaware that I'm saying I don't like this. And that's the problem that mm-hmm. people is having today because they're telling themselves that they don't like something and they're unaware that they're doing it. So they're not aware that they can change it. So they always say, well, I mm-hmm. can't do this. And that's where it goes all the way back to when we think that other people can do stuff that we can't. Because we telling ourselves we can't do it. And when we see people doing things, we like, yeah. oh, man, well, that's just for that person, not for me. And that's that's one of the things. And that's the biggest realization I had in spirituality, because that's what I always did that. Like, I'm like, man. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm good at this sport right now, but mm-hmm. I'm not showing out right now that everybody's watching. What is, what the hell is going on? I'm messing up. <laughs> and I'm like, I know for a fact I'm better than this dude. Yeah, what yeah. are we not playing in public? <laughs> what is going on? And then I'm just like, oh, well, I guess mm-hmm. he just better in public than me. And that's, and when you think about it, that sounds stupid. <laughs> but everybody got this, this mentality going yeah, on because yeah. they don't know that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So something I want uh, to to add to that is this book that I've read. Um, God, I love books. So um, this one is called uh, The Four Agreements by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. And he touches on what you're talking about. And it's like, um, one of them is um, don't take anything personally. And it's, and it, and it's nothing mm-hmm. others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dreams. And when you're immune to the opinions mm-hmm. and actions of others, you won't be the, vic- the victim of needless suffering. And it's kind of, he, he starts, to, he talks about how it's like, we live in yep. this world of like uh, smoke, uh, smoke and mirrors and illusions. And it's like, we're all like projecting these things, like what we see. So it's like, we come to this conclusion because someone has told us something or because it's just, that's just the, the dominant belief in where we are. And that's so that's what we see. We project it onto this reality. And then that's not necessarily what it is, but that is just the the illusion of what we choose to believe it is. And that's essentially what the world around us becomes as what we choose to believe it is because of what others say Bro. or what we were told to believe or you know, just things like that. But yeah, he, he has like Bro, three more I've never read principles this book in my all life, like really great. But I, I guarantee you I can tell you exactly what he's talking about. Because literally, yeah, one of the things, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> you sound like you are here making pop beats. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was stirring something. <laughs> it's, it's really no, loud. Uh, one of the things, so check this out what you're no, talking no, about no. is something I already know because I found out. And how did I find out is because through meditation, all of a sudden, stuff that stuff just come to my mind as if I already knew it, and it was just a, a record, like, like a realization, a reconciliation, or what, what is it, a recognition. So, so what you're I, saying I like is this, like a, uh, and this is, this is what he's saying, because this is something I have to understand. We live life in our heads. Everything that we see and everything that we yeah. interpret is in our heads. And the mm-hmm. thing that you got to understand about that, and it goes back to perspectives, is like um, your opinion. You got to understand that your opinion is only your opinion. It is only in your head. That, that means you can explain some, to somebody else your same opinion, and he interprets that same opinion as something else. Because everybody at the end of the day is living life for themselves. And that means at the end of the day, you can't get mad at somebody for being who they truly are. At the end of the day, 
You cannot get mad at somebody else for being who they want to be because that is that person. And you are you, and you, so they can't get mad at you either. And that's something I have to understand. Like, and that's something I have to actually uh, actualize in my own relationship. So when people cheat on you, you get upset, right? But what you upset at? You upset that that person cheated. And at the end of the day, that's just not yeah. what you wanted. But that person is themselves. So how what you what you actually mad at? Because you at the, you can't be mad at the person for being them. You only mad that it happened and you didn't want it to happen. You see how that works? And that's 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 because you live in life in your head and you think the world yeah. revolves around you. When you understand that you don't matter in this grand scheme of things, that your opinion don't matter, your opinion don't turn the world around. When you die, no one that will actually remember you in a couple of years or twenty years or so, they will only remember you by what you did. Because nobody will remember that same thought of you that you have in your mm-hmm. head when you die. That means that, like, that <laughs> that means you actually, like, live in yeah. this fantasy world in your head that don't exist. That means when, you, when you're nervous in front of people, you know that when you pass somebody in the street yeah. and you're thinking about the zit in your head, eight seconds from seeing you, that person won't even remember you. They won't even remember how you look. But in your head, you, you're still talking yes. about how this person is talking shit about you. Yeah. This person don't even know you. This person don't care. <laughs> yes, most definitely. But, however, I do 1,000% agree with what you're saying. When you apply that to cheating, I feel like it's I'm a little you. tiny bit more complicated because there's a bit more nuance. Because to be with somebody, you, you kind of agree. Well, if you are if, if if you are in a monogamous relationship, right. it is a t- it's essentially agreed upon so that you're only going to be with each other. So, it, so it's kind of a betrayal. That, right? So when you so when you say no, when you choose to be with somebody, you are agreeing that you are going to attempt to only be with that person. You you understand that you you only actually you understand you only make decisions based on emotions, right? But what I'm saying is, (laughs) if you know that it's in your nature to not be with one person. You need to find somebody who is cool with that, and y'all can be in the situation. When, where well, that's no, not I'm not saying that this, y'all these things are possible. But I'm what saying. I'm saying is, like every day we we go into relationships planning to stay together, and you really do plan on staying together at the time that you choose to be in a relationship. Yeah. But you can't. Somebody cannot be mad that you choose to not be mm-hmm. in a relationship no more, because. So what I'm saying is you can't be mad that's that true. that person cheat. I mean, you can. I mean, I guess you mad that you had that plan and it didn't go as planned, like I said. But at the end of the day, you can't be mad because at the time that person probably gave you the love they had. They just don't love you no more. So you, like I said, when you make these decisions yeah. based on emotions, I mean, emotions well, change. You, but you can't hold me hostage based on what I said like a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, that's very true. That's true. But okay. the thing is, is that what I what I kind of want to emphasize is that if if you if you if you and this person are in an agreement that, you know, y'all are y'all are monogamous, it's not necessarily that, you know, you don't love them anymore. You cannot love someone and still not cheat on them. You could just be like, listen, it's not working out okay. because you know that like you want to be with someone else and this isn't what's working true. for you so that you need to separate yourself from this situation. But it's just like, yeah. And so, and, and for you to just go and just be like, well, fuck it. I'm just, gonna, it's like a complete disregard for this person that you're with. You're feel, just like, well, I feel fuck like I'm playing devil's advocate. Like, <laughs> like, fuck their feelings. I don't know. Because I'd be like, what is an agreement? Just, a, little, a little bit. 
What is an agreement? All right, okay, I get it. Like, okay, it could be a verbal agreement, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's just words that you share with people. You want it to mean something, but words only words. Yeah. At the end of the day, words only have the value yeah. as, as much as you give it. And and that sucks. That's true. And it does Worth suck because yeah. nowadays, how we attribute words. I just asked because we say I love you and I love you at the time. I probably did love you at the time. And that shit don't mean that no more. But also, different but things also to different love people. is like yeah. a concept that can mean a bunch of different things to different people. Yeah, exactly. And that's just part of being with someone and sort of, sort of uh, synchronizing what your concepts, what your values are together. And ideally, you know, you mesh, you mesh them to where you don't have to worry about Oh well, you know what I mean. Like what this means to you is like it's what you you generally should have an understanding of who this person is, and you're like, okay, well, you know, they they like to fuck around, and it's just like we have an understanding that you know when I'm out of town, it's fair game for them, fair oh, game for me. But when we're together, we together, like together or whatever, oh, however right. the fuck y'all tend to work oh, that situation out. You could just find the person that you're willing to just share with, like literally, just share the rest of your life with, and they're willing to share the rest of their life with you, like. Without the bullshit, like, because a lot of times, um, one of the things you were saying, I, I don't know if we were online yeah. or offline, was that we end up being content after a while because we used to, yeah, because we used to uh, the situation. Oh, but that that's offline. not like, for example, us growing up in Louisiana, nine times out of 10, that would mean that we would be bound to Louisiana, where you would only be able to pick from the same people of people in Louisiana that you know. But being in the military now, I'm pretty sure you've seen that yeah. there are way more people to be seen. That it's it's amazing the world that you that you think yeah. you live in compared to the actual world that there is, where the person that you might actually think don't exist might do. <laughs> you just don't give this yourself time to find them. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. Or you could just find that person. <laughs> that's true, yeah. I'm just saying for the people that might feel that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I listen, I get it. I get it. Yeah, a lot of people, um, there, there was something that I, I re uh, read when I was a kid that kind of very stuck with me and it made me more inclined to travel. Like, I generally go for it. I mean, I don't know if you can swear. Is it okay if I swear? Oops, sorry. Uh, all right. So I generally love travel. Um, and so I always, I, I want to experience multiple parts Same. of the world. I want to go to multiple countries, just like eat foreign, like connection, foods, connection. Like all the kinds of food, experience the things, see the sights. Like, I love, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love, and I love talking to people and hearing about, you know, their culture and stuff like that. And, and most of it is because like when I was a kid, I think I was reading a book where it said the world is a book and people who never travel never stay on the same page and i was like damn like that's crazy like i would i would love to see everything that this book has to offer to just like <laughs> now nah, for me i, I just wanted <laughs> yeah to, i just felt like i wanted more like honestly i just felt like lutcher where I, where I grew up and reserve and laplace was not just it i knew yeah. it wasn't it like i you know i moved i, I moved at 18 like yeah was out to houston at 18 i knew it wasn't it so i yeah. i just knew i wanted to see other stuff yeah. i just knew like i wanted to travel why did i want to travel i wanted to just see different stuff i knew that there was more for some i always did i dream big i guess right yeah yeah definitely and it always uh kind of upset me that i was like like a lot of people in my family um they were more so content 
with the uh where they were and it and it was because they were just kind of they grew comfortable in in the situations that they were in and so they they didn't they didn't see what i saw when i'm like oh i want to go here oh i want to go there like when i remember when i went to college i went to uh lake charles lake charles to go to mcneese state university which was like five hours away from my hometown and they were all like wow that's crazy like why would you want to go so far and i'm just like well, i don't want to stay and like i know i feel like i know everything i need to know about this place and i don't want to stay here given <laughs> i hated lake charles ended up moving to texas but the thing was is that i just wanted to be i wanted to be away i yeah, wanted to you experience know, that i'm, I'm ashamed to say you know? that i've never been to a concert in my life yet and i'm 26 i've the first the first thing I've actually went That's to crazy. was a rave with my friends, I believe, at, yeah, I was 26. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I was 25. No, yeah, 25. Nope, 26. Yeah, 26. Wow, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's crazy to me because <laughs> I... I I love concerts. Like I've been to so many, I've been to festivals. Like I think concerts are so fun. Cause it's like the way I, ex- I explained it to, um, I think they're kind of addicting the way that I explained to one of my uh, coworkers was that it's like a mob, but a, like a positive mob. Like you're all like, it's like a gang of people who all got together for this one purpose of celebrating that the fact that this one person is going to be here and perform for us. And so it's like an immediate camaraderie with everyone there. And I feel like everyone's like, like normally how you would be like, I don't fucking know you, like get away from me, whatever, whatever. It's more like everyone's like super like, hey, like you're here because you obviously love this person just as much yeah, as I do. So I, we I immediately connect all of that, <laughs> which is, uh, yeah. That sucks to say yeah. though, because I've missed out on a lot. Not saying yeah. I didn't want to go to things because obviously I have favorite artists and everything. It's just that I didn't. And now I'm trying to catch up on a lot of things. Like I feel like the, my whole life prior, I was living for other people and not myself. So, like, even the music I listened to around certain people was, like, certain music I only listened to around certain people for that said instance. So, like, I didn't get a chance to explore yeah. and do things that I completely really yeah. wanted because even my family would, like, tell me what they thought I should be doing, which even hinders you even more so you don't feel like you can be so. So now I'm just, yeah. like, oh, my spiritual journey has been more or less me catching up on myself. So I've been even, like, my in my phone just going down, like, having my phone on shuffle just to listen to old songs that I will listen to, like going back, listen to Taking Back Sunday and Old Thirty Seconds to Mars and Old Lincoln Park and Old Paramore, and I'm just over there uh, jamming, bro. Like, yeah, like wow, this was the times. Like, oh my gosh, I remember yeah. learning this song, and like it brings back the memories yeah. of what you were doing. And you were like, yo, I was so young and like naive and listening to a whole bunch of bullshit, and wow, yeah. like what the f am I doing now? Yeah. Let's, you, like it's it's sad because sometimes I feel I like know. I feel like I failed my. It, younger self if that makes sense yeah yeah so for I me, know what like, you mean. what's up yeah and it's, go ahead <laughs> no go ahead all right so uh what I, what i was saying is that it's like it's like so reminiscent of like this time that was like so much so more much. simpler and stuff like that and it just it's really nice to connect yeah it's really nice to just connect back with that and be like man like I remember this headspace and like, I remember this was going on and I thought this was like the whole, this one situation was the whole world to me. And it was just so crazy. And then when you think back and you're like, like how little it means to who you are now and people will tell you that, but you know, you don't, that's not something you can necessarily see for yourself at the time. It's just like something that you just had to go through to learn from. You know, and now what, what did, back oh, I was so saying, what it shows yeah, me is saying? now when you think about the things that you have and the things that you look around and see that you have, 
it means nothing to you. Like, seriously, look around at the stuff you have. It means nothing mm-hmm. to you because eventually you're going to replace it with something better. Mm-hmm. And the that's what we don't understand. Yeah. And the reason why those times are so important is, is because it's the experience of the time, not the not what you had at the time. It's the experience you had at that time. Like, just remember, mm-hmm. like, Twilight Times. We, we, we meme on it now, but during the time, it was serious. It was so dope. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Like, it was so dope. Yeah, that was the jam. Yeah, I always talk about it with, with such embarrassment. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I was so into this. Like, man, this is fucking this is sad. But it's, like, it's, it's nice, like, to think about, like, how much it brought together because, like, before even like having a book club was a thing like that's pretty much what like the school like we had at school like we were just like all sit together and like talk about what we read and be like oh this is how I feel about this bro what are you talking about (laughs) and like yeah we talking about like these things like like, to feel embarrassed is sad because that was you bro like now I'm just like now when people say oh you weird because it's like dude fuck you like that's me like that's that was dope (laughs) yeah yeah, no, definitely. And I feel like that was kind of sort of my introduction into writing because I, I do know that whatever I want to do, I always want to write on the side. Like, I like, and, and that's kind of what helped me sort of like practice it and like, you know, just get a feel for it of, of what it's like to write and like come up with these story ideas. Like, I was essentially writing like exactly. fan fiction, like, but it was. <laughs> But it was so, it was, yeah, it was like so, so uh, good at the time to like release that creativity. I appreciate and, like, being the person reading that too, you know? It's, it's funny now that like I was reading your stuff. Uh, then, yeah. Now you watch my YouTube videos now. <laughs> uh, YouTube does the. Yeah, I know. Way, you can just search my first name. It's nice. I'm the only one in the world. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Like just the, the yeah. advancements of what's going on now because like, the times like the fact that it shows you who you are now and we usually regret it well shows that we don't we don't understand life because uh we've been yeah. going for 41 so I'll, I'll leave you with this message here so the things that we don't understand is we regret things in life for what reason because you got to understand that the person that you are now you came from what you did in the past like you that doesn't change like you can't re- regretting the past doesn't change the past you you, you're wasting your time if you still encapsulated with the past you're not seeing what's happening now and the fact that you're not seeing what's happening now you're wasting what you could be doing because the fact if you actually understand what's happening now you can change what's happening next don't worry about the future because that you don't the future don't exist what's happening next is what you need to worry about and what's, what happened in the past is what shaped you to who you are now to, to yes. know what you know now. So you can use what you can have, what's going to happen next. So if you don't take that, uh, if you don't take anything, I advise you to take that. Worry about what you're going to do next. So my name, Des. This is my cousin, exactly. Michael. Yes. And also, I just want a shameless plug here. I got my <laughs> own podcast. You're definitely going to be on it when I record the next episode or just, you know. Just get that started right now. But um, yeah, it's uh, Millennial Madness on um, SoundCloud. Definitely going to be trying to put that on um, Apple Podcasts pretty soon. But yeah, it's up and coming. I think I only got like two episodes. You probably should move over yes, to this Anchor app. Because more, to, more to come. You literally, I'm streaming on every single platform now. So, <laughs> and, it's free, and it's free and you can get paid for it. That sounds so awesome. So YouTube is, well, like I said, just search oh, my wow. name, Lindez, and you'll find me. So... 
Without anything else, I'm Dez. That is Michael. Peace.